but then they never tell you that in order to get in the game and do the game, you got to get in the game. You got to first get in the game. So if you can use buying a home, which you would usually use to buy your family or the home ownership, um, using that to start your investment portfolio is how every single investor has made Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Todd Capital Millionaire Podcast. Let's go! Let's go! At Todd Capital, we believe business and investing are team sports. You know how we do. You know how we do. And this podcast is for those who want to turn their capital into generational legacy. Yo, it's the Options Trading Workshop, presented by Todd Capital. Learn the fundamentals and advanced trading strategies that allow us the chance to earn $20,000 in side money in one year while working a job and running multiple businesses. That's right. Learn the what, the where, and the how of options trading in this exclusive webinar. To find out more details, hit us up on the link in the bio, on Instagram at Partner with Millie, or on Instagram at Todd.Capital, or just head over to gumroad.com forward slash Todd Capital. This episode is brought to you by... 24 7 watches shop our limited edition luxury watches at 247 watches.com that's t-w-e-n-t-y 47 watches.com use code todd capital at checkout for special discount and don't forget to follow us on instagram at 24 7 watches that's at T-W-E-N-T-Y-4-7-Y. And here are your hosts, Miss Flipping and Heels, Roshana Scott, and Mr. Todd Millionaire himself, Charles Oglesby. All right, so this is the Todd Capital Millionaire Podcast, episode 150. My name is Charles Oglesby, also known as Todd Millionaire, founder and director of the Todd Capital Investment Club. Uh, like I said, it's episode 150. So I think that's a landmark episode. Um, super impressive. We'll be doing this for about, I think, maybe three years. So keeping it going, only going to improve what we're doing. Uh, make sure you leave us a rating or review. We like five-star reviews. We also like the actual comments. So leave comments, leave any feedback. Let us know what you want us to improve. Now, thank you all for tuning in. The purpose of this podcast is to share the stories of successful African-American business owners and investors so that people can hear the successful stories so people can know that they exist, know that it's possible. Um, and also so they can learn that business and investing are the true keys to financial success and generational wealth. With us today, we have... Miss Kristen Oliver of KST Elite Realtors out of Houston. Uh, welcome to the show. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, yes, sir. I'm Kristen Oliver, and I am the founder and creator of KST Elite Realtors. Um, I have a daughter. She is four and a half. I'm a single mom, and I just love real estate. I love all things real estate, and I love assisting people, you know, change their lives day by day. So that's a little bit of my backstory. I mean, I have a longer story, but I'm really, really just kind of straightforward, you know, open books. So cool. So the question we always ask everybody in the beginning is, can you tell us what life was like growing up? Oh, that's a tough question. So life for me growing up was a little bit unruly, undisciplined. It was an undisciplined life, but it was it had certain disciplined moments. Um, I wasn't an orphan child all the way because my mom was in my life here and there, but we had a bit of a a rough, you know, growing up. So I personally spent a lot of time shipping from home to home, um, from, from family member to family member. And that was a tough, my, my, my childhood was tough. I can say that I went through a lot of traumas and I definitely just prevailed. So childhood was 
it was a childhood that got me where I am. That's, you know, that's that story. So, well, I think it's cool because I think that a lot of people can probably relate and they might have had a similar upbringing. And so I think it's cool to show how you went from that and you created what you created now. So can you talk to us about how you got from there to putting together the company and the brand that you have now? Most definitely. So um, the one thing I will say growing up was I uh, did a lot of renovating with uh, my, I'm going to call her my adopted mom. She's my great aunt. Um, and she did a lot of rental properties and I call them the, they're not like, they're call them the shotgun rent houses because they're not like the rental market that we see today. It's more of like owner to person, you know, the owner creates the contract, things like that. So Growing up within that realm, I learned how to renovate. I learned how to, I mean, at five years old, I was hammering on top of a roof. So I learned how to, you know, put clients in and out of a home for rental. Um, and I also learned how to take care of property taxes. She used to make me calculate her taxes. Uh, so I learned how agriculture taxes work. I learned how to add them, how to pay for them, how they go about paying them, um, how they calculate them. And growing up, I always did graphic design. Design. So what ended up happening was I wanted to take real estate and graphic design and put them together, but I never knew how. So um, fast forward, I went on the road with a pastor for like six months. And during those six months, I was selling CDs for him, for him, but he wasn't paying. So I basically went six months without being able to take care of myself as a woman, take care of my family and things like that. And while I was out there on the road, I just decided to start looking and seeing what real estate was. I never knew you could be a realtor. I never knew that there was a such thing as buying and leasing because like I said, she was putting those people in for herself because what I didn't know until recently was that she had a license once before. So she already knew that, but I never knew there was a field called real estate for realtors. Um, so when I did my research, I started looking and then I saw residential. My main goal is commercial, but I, you know, I had to start somewhere. So kind of started at HCC. I got an intern position, um, with a close friend of mine. I got the internship. I really focused and, and, you know, jumped off a cliff, uh, quit my full-time job. I was working for Cox Communications with Xerox, um, as a billing tech agent. And I just was like done with everything. And I was like, I'm going to go do real estate because at the end of the day, what I was doing at that moment was apartment locating. And I was getting, um, you know, I was getting referral fees for helping assist with those transactions. And so even with that, that mentality commission kicked in. So I didn't really have any personal development, but when I started taking calls and I was just getting that $50 referral, I was like, okay, but if I make these amount of deals, I'm still going to supersede my check here at Cox. So I was like, I'm wasting time answering the phone for Cox when I could be answering the phone for my first company. So I left. And when I <laughs> left, I was like Ubering from, from the southwest side of Houston all the way to Greenspoint. And that is about a 50 minute drive. So you got to understand like that's money every, you know, so I was living off of overdraft. Um, within going into that internship and working with my broker, I went to 
Keller Williams. I kind of skated through those things because I already knew I wanted to start a firm, um, mm. but I didn't know how, and I didn't want to become a broker. I'm not qualified to be a broker yet, so I'm not a broker. I am a broker associate, but in the meantime, I was able to hire a business partner, a broker, and become the first um, real estate firm owner in the world that has the no broker's license, just hiring realtors. Mm. And you know what we're doing is we're going to basically help the millennials. It's mainly made for millennials, but we're not closed door. Um, but it is made for millennials who come into the industry and they have that drive, they have that skill to make sales. Um, but what intends up and what ends up and tends to happen is when they go to those larger firms, those larger firms tend to take more commission than than you need. You know, so for yeah. instance, working at Keller Williams, I had a deal and it was supposed to come out to something like eighty five hundred. But I got 5500 back. And when I got that back, me usually paying three months in advance on my rent and things like that, and I couldn't, I was kind of upset because I was like, you know, this is not the impression they give you when you first come in. They say, this is your split. Oh, yeah, we'll do this royalty. But then what they don't tell you is the bonuses that agents are supposed to get, that bonus is supposed to be untouched. So they actually take royalties out of that. So here at KST Elite, what we're going to do is we're going to make it better for our agents to be successful because what our yeah. success comes from their success. You know, the more money they make, you know, the the more money we'll make on the back end. That's fine. We're not really worried about that, but they'll be able to go longer, harder and get more marketing pushed out. They'll learn how to do better marketing, how to hold their money quarterly, how to, you know, really get out of that paycheck to paycheck mindset and start thinking quarterly. Because once you go quarterly, well, then you've reached that next level. So that's yeah. the reason why we created KST Elite. There's a lot of value in there. Um, I think it's it's cool that like you see what happens in corporate and then you realize that you can do it better. And I think so many times we look at corporate and like, oh, they're Keller Williams, they're Century 21, they're untouchable. Like, no, like you can actually do it better. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. You can definitely do it, especially because really... When you go to those big firms, um, and we call them the big firms as opposed to the boutique, where we would be considered a boutique brokerage, um, those firms are really charging you for marketing. So mm. because I like that I, brand name. So because I have that graphic design history, and I always love graphic design, it was like they just the connection started piecing and i was like i can do my own marketing so yeah. then i came up with you know the first k sheree team logo which actually here's my so this one was the first logo i had the red stripes and i transferred this from brokerage to brokerage as a team and then how we got kst elite was it's still the k sheree team except it's kst so we depersonalized it made it the elite and we called it the realtors so i mean it's still the k sheree team but it's kst elite now and that right there i I see the love I get from my marketing and I know because I worked for the number one brokerage, which is Keller Williams, because that is the number one brokerage in the world. It, it is the marketing. It's all about the image. You know, people want to know that they can get in there, put their picture on something real quick, but I do all my agents marketing for them. So when they come in, they're already personalized. They already have their shirts. They already have at least one set of cards because when you go to those firms, they give you nothing and you got to pay monthly. And it, yeah. they want money. So having a first, um, you know, set of cards for your, you know, just to go pass out, to have something, having a shirt, having a name tag, um, getting this book and things like that. Those things are what they do there. Mm -hmm. So that was how I got 
you know, to this point. Now we are small. We only have a few people, but I do plan on hiring about 10 to 15 realtors this year. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would like to do that before the end of 2020 for sure. I feel like the beauty of working, and I'm not sure what the demographic makeup of your company is, but the beauty of working for people that are of the same community is they genuinely want you to win. And I feel like sometimes you can go to like another company, work for a chase, work for these big name companies. And they're like, if you succeed, you succeed. Exactly. And it's, and it's not like we're going to make sure that you succeed. Right. And when I was at Chase, you saw like Hispanic managers made sure their Hispanic employees succeeded. It wasn't right. just like, good luck. We brought, we gave you the op. We were right. just responsible for even the opportunity. And I feel like that's why the value in the group economics is so important. And people think it's just about getting rich. Like, no, it's so much more than just getting rich. Exactly. So I always talk to like my realtor friends. I'm like, why haven't you started your own firm? Why are you out here only getting paid if you're doing showings, only getting paid if you're doing all these different things? Right. What was your motivation for starting your firm? And thank you explain to us how you're able to do it in a way without having a broker. Because I think that's so dope. Well, I do being have a broker. A broker. Right yes. Okay. So, um, Okay, it's a little, so this is the fun part of my story as an agent, uh, becoming an intern. And, you know, I was asked a lot of times to keep my personal life private. But honestly, I think right now would be the time that I could go ahead and voice that. I did a Voyage Magazine article and I put a little bit as to why I did it. Um, And I was dating somebody within that first firm and he was uh, part owner. And uh, it was a secret. It was a big secret for a while. Tell everybody found out after we broke up. Um, But I learned how to build a brokerage from him and uh, that I pick up things so quickly. When I was an intern, I was actually his assistant. So I was close and personal and you don't really do that in this field. But then again, you do because you see a lot of married people, you know, building brokerages and, 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 but at that time I'm 27. So at that time I was 24, 23 coming in 24. And I was unknowledgeable about certain parts of relationships and business and how that works. So I, you know, went along and kept it quiet. Um, but then when it got to the point of me, uh, dispersing from one to the other, uh, my ex, he put my company under his company's name for 10 years. So that was it it was the pivotal like point of I am never letting anybody try to take what I've built again because I have three companies. Uh, it's KSC Elite, Marble Steps Management and Development, and um, Kshree Enterprises. And this book was self-published through Kshree Enterprises. So then I only had uh, Kshree Team and I had Marble Steps. I did those two together. So in the midst of those things and learning and going to Keller Williams and commissions being like trying to be tampered with um, and certain people trying to play with my commissions, I'm a single mom. So it's kind of like, hey, I'm a lion. You know, you can't just (laughs) play with my commissions and think that I'm going to be okay with those things because I got to make sure my family eats. I used to be on all types of food stamps, NCI week I had it all but then I got into real estate and they stopped allowing me to get it so I know I had to go harder you know which helps me go harder I don't have any uh help you know it's just me so in between those things those were the driving points just those little 
oh, she's very nice. She works very hard. She makes a lot of sales. We're going to play with her money. And I don't, I don't, I don't like to be played with like that. So it, it transitioned that into that. Now, as far as owning a brokerage with, uh, without being a broker, what I learned was from that firm is you don't have to be a broker, but you do have to have a broker. So if you hire a broker and that broker becomes your business partner, okay, well now you can own a firm. So mm. that's what we did. Mm. That broker that I've been working with all these years, which he's been amazing. I mean, he's always been there. When I went to Keller Williams, he was still answering the phone. And anybody who knows real estate knows when you're doing deals and you're at another firm, you're not going to be asking the other broker for help. So he was answering my questions when I couldn't get help from Keller Williams because honestly, they didn't give much help outside of just the training. You got to have 24-7 assistance because sometimes you're out showing properties 7, 8 at night and you got to put in a contract that night and you're like, oh, I don't know what to put in this contract. You need to be able to call somebody and say, hey, what do I put in this contract? And that's what he was for me. So hiring him and him becoming my business partner was was pivotal and he knew what I was doing. So he took a chance on me because he owns multiple firms, but I'm his youngest firm. Wow. Yeah. So it was like, and it's all, it's all black owned. You know, he's, that's dope. we're, we're all black owned over here and you know, we're not closed door, we're diverse, but it's mainly for our people, by our people, you know, we're here to assist them be more successful than what Keller Williams or Remax, you know, are going to give them. Todd Consultant presents the Vending Machine Business Webinar. You can only have one job, but you can have as many vending machines as you want. This is your chance to see how we do business and how you can start your very own vending machine business. Avoid the mistakes we made and start winning. You'll be shown how we find, negotiate, buy, and manage our vending machine business, generating thousands per month, and how it has unlimited scale. To find out more details, hit us up on the link in the bio, on Instagram at Partner with Millie, or on Instagram at Todd.Capital, or just head over to gumroad.com forward slash Todd Capital. Hey ladies, this is your co-host Rashana Scott. And are you looking for a community of women real estate investors? If so, I want to take a quick second to share with you Infinity Membership. Sorry fellas, but Infinity Membership is a women's only online community for newbie and experienced investors. Come let your hair down and join a non-judgment zone sisterhood where all of your questions about investing in real estate get answered. This is also an opportunity to learn from the best of the best. Other seasoned and successful women in the industry share their success tips often. Our live group sessions are twice a month and we support each other daily within our private Facebook group. Our sessions range from driving for dollars to working with contractors to out-of-state investing, raising private capital, marketing your deals, and so much more. Does this sound like something that you've been looking for? Well, we would love to have you. For more information, visit us at bit.ly forward slash infinity membership. Again, that's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash infinity membership. Now you do have some some very dope, uh, you know, brokers that have those big firms. Uh, you got Remax, that's one of them. Uh, Isha Johnson, she's amazing, you know. But 
uh, it's just, but then you have somebody like Tasha Royal who has her own brokerage and she builds homes. She's the only African-American home builder, new construction. So it's just, I was blessed. Honestly, I was blessed to have been elevated and put in a circle of real product, like producing agents, brokers, builders, just that whole top pyramid part of that real estate. So that's kind of how that went. So I was listening to a Dana Chanel podcast and uh, she was talking about how like she was dating this like business owner, super successful business owner. And she didn't ask him like anything about how he built his business. And she felt like she was telling women, like, if you're ever in that position, make sure you get something from that relationship. Don't just like take an L. And so when you say that, I kind of was reminded of that. Can you talk to us about your other companies? Most definitely. Uh, so Marble Steps Management and Development is now moving money. Um, I have put this apartment that I'm in on Airbnb and I'm a two-time super host earner. Uh, so that put me in a fast track to becoming an investor because, you know, it's four quad, uh, quadrants. You got employee and then you got management, which is salary. And then you got independent contractor, which is self-employment. And then you got investment, which is the top range of the, you know, of the income charts. So I knew that not only am I going to build this firm, I know that I want to be an investor because I want to be financially free. I want to be able to take my daughter anywhere, anytime and just enjoy her because man, it's, we only have one life and being shipped around like that. She, you know, having that, it, it, she, where's mommy, you know, it makes me feel good. So uh, Marble Steps is that investment company. It manages properties. So my goal is to buy apartment complex buildings. I would like to have um, a few hundred to 200 units, you know, just, but I have to start with the Airbnb. So I have. Um, Now I'm actually going into my next level of purchasing and I'm trying to figure out what's going to be my best and first purchase. I am using my first home ownership to do that because here is where the game changes. They say never buy, but then they never tell you that in order to get in the game and do the game, you got to get in the game. You got to first get in the game. So if you can use buying a home, which you would usually use to buy your family or the home ownership, um, using that to start your investment portfolio is how every single investor has made it. So that's what the point I'm at. So Marble Steps does the the managing and it does the developing. So I also go to school for architecture and uh, I have one more semester for my residential drafting. And then I'll go on to find out which bachelor's I'll get to do my um, commercial. Um, that comes, you have to actually join the architect board at that point. So this is really what I want to do on the grand scheme of things is design and build some, you know, some pretty nice commercial buildings. Uh, but that's, those that company right there is specifically contoured for managing properties and designing properties. And then you have so, Cashery Enterprises. So before we go to the to the publishing company, I want to talk to you about two things you said. You said that you have to start with Airbnb. Yes. So can you kind of explain that thought? So I, I, I think that if you're trying to, and it really depends on your living arrangement, like because I'm leasing under a management company, I am putting myself at risk, but every great investor has to go through a major risk in order to reap the reward. I've made plenty of money from it and I've earned that super host title, but it also earned me that investor title. Um, mm. And I just did one thing. I went and bought a bunch of white towels. I went and bought 
some white sheets. I went and bought some white, you know, just kind of blend it all out, called it, you know, the Nottingham Executive Suite. And I put it on Airbnb, just like if it was a listing for uh, HAR. And immediately I had bookings. Wow. Immediately. HAR, what does that mean? Houston Association of Realtors. It's the uh, okay. multiple listing services. You know, what's interesting is um, I was listening. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I do podcasts. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I just listened to the Earn Your Leisure podcast where they interviewed that one girl who does Airbnb, I don't know her name, but she was saying like, you're getting bookings. Like as soon as you put it up there, like they'll yes. book up that first month and then you're just like, you're in business. I think what's so dope about that is a lot of us do think in order for us to be considered an investor, we have to go buy a property right. instead of just using what you have right here. I have a bedroom that we wouldn't use it was for the baby, but he sleeps in that room. <laughs> so right. exactly. like, you, you start and then you grow and you have to take risk. Like you said, and everybody's like, Oh, well, I can't do it because of this. I can't do it because of that. And it's like, well, bro, if we don't take risks, we can't get rich. So it's like, exactly. let's, let's figure out some ways to make this happen. Exactly. And it's always excuses. You know, everybody's going to always say, well, like Jim Rohn says, it's reasons, you know, reasons are great, but, at the end of the day, they're not going to get you results. The reasons make no results. And with that room, you have extra. You can definitely put that up as a private room. They have, uh, I'm getting ready to go to California and I'm trying to find somewhere to stay. And I see so many (laughs) private rooms. Personally, I like the entire space, but some people don't mind, you know, that private room scenario. So having that, and if you don't mind having, um, you know, guests in and out of your home and, you know, even with the crazy time, it's better to do like an entire place just because you keep that distance. But uh, even during COVID, I made super hosts. So, I mean, if you can make super hosts during COVID, I think that that's definitely something to uh, be happy about, be excited right. about. So. The other thing that you said was you wanted to make your first purchase an investment. So can you talk to us about what your strategy is with that? Right now. Okay. So... You can purchase up to four units with the FHA. Mm -hmm. This is your single family, uh, government backed, regular 620 qualifying score home loan. But you can get up to four units. Once you go five units, that's commercial. So first I was looking into uh, four units, maybe four units and do two two units, Airbnb, two units renting. Or I was going to do a duplex and just do one side Airbnb and one side renting regardless. I know that Airbnb is my way right now. So I actually kind of backtracked. I went to Corpus and I went to Corpus and I saw some things that I very, very much was interested in. And I think that maybe getting a condo on the beach side may be a little better for my Airbnb hosting. So I'm thinking about that right now. I have a few more months to get where I need to be to get my own letter of pre-qualification. So I'm still looking. There's still options, but I hired a realtor who is my broker. So whenever (laughs) I go look for properties, you know, I always come to him and say, hey, uh, what do you think about this? Because he's been in this industry so long. He's flipped multiple properties, does construction. So he does a lot of work within investing. And so having somebody that knows about investing help you find that deal is, you know, is a good thing. So right now we're in agreement to that. And so I have to go back to Corpus Christi, do some more ground searching. I have no problems with driving all over the place. So I, uh, you know, kind of, I kind of think that um, that is where I'm headed. But the strategy really comes from knowing that you can get four units with that FHA. Because once you know that, you're like, oh, I can really do some things with that. You know, I could just stay in one unit and rent them all out. I feel like the dopest thing about you attacking your, your first property as a rental property is that you just automatically 
automatically jump to Airbnb. Most people, they just automatically assume it has to be long-term tenants. And that's so dope to me because um, your mindset's just different and the cash flow is like astronomical compared to uh, just a standard long-term lease. Right, exactly. So the next business, can you talk to us about that one? So Kashiri Enterprises, it's a dibble-dabble type of situation. I love music. I love production. I love, you know, video, photography, all that great stuff. Um, but I also know that I wanted to write books and I also know that I never wanted anybody to publish my books. So mm-hmm. I wrote a real estate transaction and it was self-published by me. Um, and I have, uh, this is one of a series. So I'm going to write a series. Uh, then I have another book that's going to come out way later in life. Hopefully after I build that first skyscraper, um, but Kshree Enterprise is just that it's just a media production company. I use that mainly to do the book sales and, um, um, anytime I go to California, I use it for that. Um, you know, I use it for those things that, that are going to help the media part of it, you know, mm-hmm. because everything is, once you get into real estate, you realize that everything you've seen on TV was always contoured around real estate, everything, even the rap songs, you know, all of our, all of our music, how we listen to it, used to look at the music video, be like, man, they got a big old mansion. <laughs> but it's not even their mansion. It's the real estate guys. You know, they're just renting it out for that music video. Yeah. When I learned that, I was like, okay, so I need to create a production company. Just insane. I had no plans for it. I just was like, case enterprises, whatever, just <laughs> something. So as I built it and I went along, my ideas then started just, you know, over time. So I've actually owned all three companies for a little over two years now. Hey everybody, it's your girl Erica Williams from the Classy Climb blog. I'm a six-figure YouTube earner and the author of the book Smartphone Millionaire, how to lend to people, real estate, and businesses from the palm of your hand. And if you're interested in the three things that changed my life over the past four years to become a six-figure YouTube earner and investor in multiple properties in multiple states, I would love for you to join me over at the Classy Climb YouTube channel. This episode of the Todd Capital Millionaire Podcast is sponsored by Hood Estates. Hood Estates is offering a Hood Estates Elite Real Estate Investing Program, as well as a Hood Estates Trucking Program. All the details can be found in the show notes. You can also find them on Instagram at Hood Estates. I think that is a strong principle because a lot of people, they feel like they have to have all the ideas before they launch the company. And I tell people like, as you're doing stuff, things will come to you. So you just got to do something, put it out there. And then from that is going to stem the next opportunity. From that's going to stem the next opportunity. But you're going to get opportunities by doing things, not by thinking about doing things. Exactly. The book, can you talk to us about what the book is about? Yes, sir. So the book is, it's called Real Estate Transaction. Um, this book is the basis to a real estate transaction. Literally, exactly what it's called is exactly what it is. Uh, so this book actually has a schedule in it and the schedule is made for realtors. It's made for realtors. It's really for my trainings to teach my realtors what to do when their client walks through the door. Cause I've read a lot of, it's always a because on the back. I read a lot of books from Gary Keller for Keller Williams and other people of brokerages. And the one thing they tell you is go hard, you know, 
focus, hustle, focus on that, what Gary Keller called the one thing. But what is that one thing? We don't even know what to do. What documents do we get? So this book is literally a step-by-step guidebook. And it tells them what to do when your client walks through your open house. If you have very little money, what can I do to make my open house still come through? What do I do when I don't have no money? How do I still get my sales when I know I have zero dollars in my account? Because I've been there. I know what it's like to be putting $5 in the gas tank just to make it. I'm serious. On my way to an open house, I have no cash, but I'm not stopping. So this really focuses on, you know, that and the loans and what the loans look like, what, what each loan is, what a VA loan is, what a... Um, a FHA loan is and all those great things. And then it tells you, you know, title part, you know, what title company does, tells you what appraisal portion is. It basically just takes you through the whole home buying process. So once you get to the end of it, as a realtor, you'll know what to do on your first open house client, what to, what to, you know, have them sign at the first meeting, what to talk to them about, what questions they might ask you, how to rebuttal those questions. And then uh, if it's a buyer who wants to read the book it's a great basis to know if your realtor is doing the bare minimum mm. so if you have That's a realtor, if you have a, I, i've come across a lot of clients who had realtors before they hired me and they were just so disgusted with how their realtors helped them and so if this if 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 a, if a, a person wanting to consume and purchase a home reads this and they see that their realtor didn't even make them you know go through the information about broker services for them or they didn't even sign a buyer's representation agreement well you're not even being represented you know you're not being represented so they're not going to tell you that and yes it is true you can do transactions without the representation document but the problem with that is is that you have sometimes clients that may try to use another realtor because that realtor promised them something that may is really unlikely so mm-hmm. it protects the realtor and it protects the client you know so but if your realtor didn't do that you don't have a realtor yeah. where can they find that book so they can purchase this book on Amazon uh, I do have physical copies that are on their way in they sold out very fast um, so I know that my next order I'm gonna have to order way more books than I've been ordering um, but it you can order your personalized autograph copy for me this particular one is a personalized autograph copy to a friend of mine so when you order it for me specifically you get this autograph and I'm gonna be personable with it and then you get a card um, but if you order it off of Amazon it is a little bit cheaper it's just you don't get that autograph and that card and things like that so that personal touch um, they can also yeah. get it on Barnes and Noble and Apple. It's on there for um, e-script. You can buy the ebook, um, but mostly Amazon. So as you were talking, it's, it's interesting because you're saying like the hustle and when you work for a firm and it's commission only, you got to hustle it. You got to, you got to be hustling to bring in that commission. So it's like, why wouldn't you want to have your own firm and hustle for yourself? You're going to be doing all this hustling. You might as well do it for your last name and not for somebody else's legacy. Exactly. Um, so I want to talk to you about your real estate deals. Can you talk to us about what your first real estate transaction looked like? My first real estate transaction, because it was an apartment deal, I think it was only like $700. I was so lit. <laughs> <laughs> but my, <laughs> I was just lit because I had been doing the intern work for a while. I think for like 
four months I was an intern and I was making the money for the firm. I made like 10 grand in one month for the firm. And really for my ex who I was assistant for, it was really his because once you become an assistant, you know, you're really working under that person. So uh, I made the, I made the company 10 grand and I was like, man, I cannot wait to get my license so that I can be making this money for myself. And um, so my first deal would have been an apartment deal would have been a deal I had already been working um, leading up to me getting my license and I remember speaking with the guy very correctly and uh, telling him I was transitioning and he was like waiting he waited on me to get my license for him to basically yeah because I had already taken my I basically was on that you know, to that next level. And he waited for me to get my license. He wrote my name down and that was my first deal. Um, as far as like my first home transaction, I personally, I assume the transaction from my apartment locating deals, uh, but I worked it through you know, my ex, I worked it through him so that I could learn how to do the transaction first. I still, you know, got my commissions and we still worked it out on the back end because brokerages are allowed to do that uh, between realtors. Uh, But I wanted to first learn how to take my client, get her pre-approved, help her find the house. Once we found the house, inspected the house. So he worked it, but I shadowed him, but it was my deal. So first deal was an apartment, but first home deal was from an apartment deal. So apartment locating is definitely everything. What would you say was your most successful deal? My most successful deal has been the one that I closed in December. It was my largest deal. Um, I am not going to sit here and say that I've done any multi-million dollar properties. I'm not there yet. Um, I am leveling up in the brokerage firm aspect. And I, you know, I hope to soon be onto those million dollar properties. But my highest deal was $387,000. i am very proud of it. It's my first luxury deal. Um, and I was working with that client uh, for like two years and she built a business. So they really were building their business, but still trying to do the same thing by a house. Um, but in the end, waiting and being patient, they ended up buying a way bigger house than any of the other houses that we contract because we contracted like, I think like two or three houses. We started at a builder. That's where I met her. She came into my open house. Um, and from there, she actually grew herself from when I first met her being a stay at home mom. So I think that was the most wow. successful deal. Yeah, because I even told her, I was like, I think you should be in real estate. And she did. She joined real estate for a while. And when she did that, her life changed. So I saw her change. I helped her buy my biggest property. And we're still friends to this day. And we still support each other 100%. She sends me so many referrals. And you know how it is when it comes to a referral-based business. You want referrals and you want to be the agent that, you know, whenever you have a client, they're going to send you their people um, because that's how you build a successful business. And I've done that. So she has been, that family has been that one that has definitely been my most successful transaction. More money to pay off debt and increase your income? I'm Terry Egioma from Invest with Terry, and I teach an online course on how to invest in the stock market for daily or weekly returns. My seven step strategy saves you time and erases the guesswork from trading. With these seven steps, I've earned over 16000 in a day without having a large account. Start big or small, these proven steps will increase your profits and decrease your losses. To learn more, visit itradeandtravel.com. 
Hi, how are you? I am Andre C. Hatchett, 15-year mobile notary pioneer and veteran. We have created the Notary Business School, which will show you how to start a successful, long-term, needed business as a mobile notary public. Well, with 15 years of experience and with different downturns in the economy, we have labeled this business as being recession-proof, meaning that you can run this business in any climate, any city, any state in America. On average, our students make between 60 and $250 per appointment, which usually takes under an hour. I'll say that again. On average, our students usually make between 60 and $250 per appointment as a mobile notary public. If you would like to enroll and save a few dollars, go to the website, millinotarypromo.com. That is millinotarypromo.com. Look forward to seeing you in class. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Um, what is your best advice for somebody who's looking to get into real estate and be successful? Most definitely. I think my best advice for somebody who is looking to come into real estate and become a realtor um, would be to become an intern. It would be to become an intern while you're still taking your classes. Uh, the reason why is because when you take those classes and you become an intern, the things that you learn shadowing the realtors who are producing, as opposed to what you're learning in school, they start to connect the pieces. It's mm. like, it takes three times for a human to receive anything. So sometimes when I'm talking to somebody, I'll say it three times so they get it. Um, but <laughs> if you take the classes and you do the internship, that third part will come in and it, you'll get it and you'll produce mm -hmm. faster coming out of school than you would if you say just got your license and then found a brokerage. I think that's completely wrong. I think you should find a brokerage to intern with and start your classes through that brokerage because you'll never know what type of benefits you'll get from that brokerage. Never know how they may help you get through your classes financially, you know, uh, doing the education part of it. Um, you know, so I think that becoming an intern is definitely and then it gives you a time to know if this is what you want to do because it's not an easy field. First sentence in my book is, hey, if you're looking for something easy, this is not it. So <laughs> I've had interns that come and go. They come and go, but I'm not looking for the interns that don't want to stay um, because it's okay. Everybody has their life. Everybody has their passion and their goals. Uh, but I'm looking for those interns who love this hustle, who will not stop at nothing to make sure a home is bought, sold, leased, whatever the case is. So Cool. So we're going to start wrapping up. I'm going to ask you a few quick questions and uh, we'll call it a show. So the first question is, who is somebody that you look up to and why? Okay, Grant Cardone. Uh, Grant Cardone is one of those people I look up to just because he definitely has some realness about him. He comes he from, <laughs> you know, yeah, he comes from the Bayou's man, and he went from everything that he was to everything he is now, and that's the path that I'm on. So you wanna you wanna try to be around those people that are doing what you wanna do. I was able to actually get into a free conference, and I got a picture with him and his daughters. I met his wife. Um, he signed my phone case. I have a little display up there. So That's cool. this guy is, he speaks truth every time. And during this pandemic, he kept his companies up. And so mm -hmm. when you got that kind of power, it's somebody you need to watch because he's doing something you need to do. So right, right. Cardone for sure. What's your favorite business or real estate book? My favorite business 
I would have to say, I, I'd have to say architecture. I, I, I'm loving the architecture life. I, I love seeing designers design those houses from lines to houses. It's amazing. Uh, so my favorite business would probably be uh, my own, uh, which would be Marvel Steps, just because I'm interning myself through myself for myself, and I'll become my own architecture for my own companies. Uh, me, my own architect. Uh, I just love design. So. So what's your favorite business book? Favorite business book, Outwitting the Devil. It's not even a business book, but it's Napoleon Hill. My broker gave it to me when I was an intern. He bought it for me. He signed it. Funny because it's up there. I have stories behind that book. But when I came in uh, and I was coming off the road with the pastor, he's like, you need to read this book. It's the one of the books by Napoleon Hill that has no real like you. The other one, uh, how did why did I get what is it called? You got The Laws of Success, and then you got the other one. Think and Grow Rich. Think and Grow Rich. I never read that one because I have The Laws of Success, which is the manuscript of Think and Grow Rich. It's the original one. So I have that one instead of Think and Grow Rich. But Outwitting the Devil is the only book that is not pushed like that. Yeah. yeah. When you read it, it, it opens your mind. Sometimes you got to read it again to realize what's going on. So mm. Outwitting the Devil would have to be my favorite business book. What sets apart successful, I guess, investors, business owners, realtors from those who give up, fail, and never get started? Give up, fail, and never get started. First, they gave up, so they was going to fail. They didn't start, so they never had a chance to give up in the first place. I think most of the time, it really has to do with when you're broke, what are you going to do? When that money ain't coming in as fast as you're used to buy weekly paychecks, how are you going to hustle out of it? I started driving Uber. I've been driving Uber for three years. I stopped for one year in the middle. Um, so Uber helped me. That was one of my, that was my hustle. What do you do to keep real estate nine to five? See, that's what I preach and teach is if you keep real estate nine to five, you won't have to do the other hustles. But when you do try to find something that keeps real estate nine to five so that when you do the other hustles, it never affects your actual day-to-day transaction action base. So I think, you know, most definitely just it's what you do when everybody's asleep. I know I've spent sleepless nights. So what are you going to do? Love it. Great interview. Where can people find out more about you? Where can they follow you? Where can they support uh, anything that you have going on? Uh, Most definitely. So you can follow my Instagram. I am K Sheree, or you can follow KST Elite Realtors. Uh, Facebook is Kirsten Oliver um, and everything is linked in there. You know, you could just kind of swift and sort. Um, So yeah, that's basically social media. Dope. So very good interview for episode 150. Another milestone episode. Last one was episode 100 with Rashana Scott, who's not here today, but I think she'll be proud of us. Um, my name is Charles Ogilvy, also the top man there. Check out all the things we have at the link in the bio. Episode 150, signing off.